0: That was that was a pretty good impression of, of the voice. For those not in the know, we we still for some reason use uh Zoom to record these, even though we should probably upgrade. I, I've you ever watched hit...
1: Zoom? You ever watch Zoom on PBS?
0: Zoom was that a ch- kids educational programming?
1: Oh yeah, dude. I fuck with Zoom heavy i don't zoom eh i don't know yeah they know just zoom. they they did like science experiments and arts and crafts and danced and stuff whoa live action kids show it's well like that's what you're stimming, doing every... stimming for kids
0: that's what you do every that day is right is
1: for
0: kids? is dance and do crafts and stuff what sorry that's what you're doing every day right arts and crafts and dancing and yeah all just that kind of stimming stuff? for kids I don't know if I... Was that a a third-party voice that just chimed in?
1: Yeah, that was my roommate.
0: Shout out to all the extended family of the Grunkleverse. All the pets and other great-uncles and great-aunts and cousins and neighbors and strangers that all come together for this great, great program. I think Grunkle's Grunkle's Movie Month is better than the Zoom shit. I'm looking at pictures of it right now.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, we we haven't
0: Zoom's goaded. This is no like uh cyberspace or whatever. Cyberspace. Not the
1: not the web platform Zoom though. Well, that oh, sucks.
0: But that's, the, that's the thing what we that we're using talking about, yeah, Zoom. Yeah, yeah,
1: Zoom, yeah,
0: Zoom sucks. Yeah, no, Zoom sucks. It makes us fucking stop.
1: Yeah, I'm 40 sure minutes a,
0: into each recording, and it's like super
1: insightful inter- entertaining yeah. conversation.
0: Well, they want They want the inside scoop. They want the no. Outdated. They want
1: movies. They want movies, Grunkle. Do you guys like movies? Yeah, we like movies. Yeah, you, you guys want more them. movies? Yeah, my movies. Every, every day I want movies.
0: Well, we'll give you movies because we right. got three that we watched this week. Oh, three movies.
1: You know them. You love them.
0: You've seen what them? Do we watch. Probably. You watched them because we watched them. You're like, I got to watch them so I can listen to the episode.
1: That's true. As I'm sure every that.
0: every. All of our millions of followers probably Chomp, do that.
1: Chomping at the bit, bro.
0: Yeah, chomping at the bit. You like to say that, I think, on this podcast. Um <clears throat> But it's true. It's because it's what they're doing. Um yeah. But yeah, this week we watched uh, Altered States, which is what me and my nephew are flowing through uh-huh. constantly. Um, yes. Plugging in, plugging out. Mm-hmm. Diving Different in, diving up
1: forms of reality, yeah. abandoning corporeality.
0: Candy flipping, <laughs> candy
1: flipping, <yep. laughs> candy flipping.
0: Yep, definitely a candy flip for every cast boy. Yeah, dude, I can't do grungles if I'm not candy flipping, bro. And tragic. for all you, for all you squares that don't know what candy flipping is, it's when you research. eat.
1: It's when you no, eat don't tell them. Whole, you eat a whole laffy taffy, one of the yeah. really big ones. And then you do a backflip while drinking a a Fanta grape.
0: Yeah, we'll wash it down with some Grunkle Piz Fanta grape. Yeah,
1: Grunkle Piz Fanta grape, maybe.
0: Um, and we watched uh, Marie Antoinette, um, which is not in French, just about French people. Yes, um, it is
1: definitely not French.
0: Which is good because uh, fuck f- fucking, if I'm not reading no French subtitles, English, whatever. Yeah, just gross. give that shit to me in my gross. language in um in conf- Con- conflicting Thanks. accents
1: yeah yeah we'll we'll get into that yeah
0: yeah yeah which is such a funny trope of of um english language period pieces especially like yeah. in france it's so funny yeah um and we finished it off with briggsby bear
1: I feel like it's actually not super often we have a whole episode of English language films. Maybe it's more often than I realize, but
0: no, I hmm. feel like that's pro- it's probably not that often that we do. Yeah. It's
1: a good yeah. point. But we'll have to we'll have to review.
0: I um certainly in
1: the the four episode time I feel yeah. like we probably weren't too many. Or like, I was... you know, British films are still typically in English, even though they they are foreign films.
0: Yeah, but fuck that that ain't, that ain't my english you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> might as well oh be something else
1: jared um, grunkel's pollinizer cast pollinizer yeah, exactly. cast baby yeah, it's pollinizer cast lots of poll- pollinizing colonizer cast
0: hell yeah that's got a good ring to it yeah. let's do some rebranding
1: Re- some just some rebranding we'll we'll get some buzzing around some flowers yeah pollinator cast baby
0: I was uh, editing the Frank Malcolm X Women in the Dunes episode recently and uh, we were talking about how sort of uh, disparate all of those films were and how mm-hmm. like usually we can find a through line. And I feel like that's that's happened sort of again with this episode
1: that these are like three totally wildly different films. Yeah,
0: even though um I don't they know I are think that all, all these English films
1: really explore like the idea of reality, you know what I mean? And like what your reality is and how sure. you experience your reality. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, That's I disagree. In That's time. true. I think there's a I think
0: Brigsby and Altered States more so than Marie Antoinette.
1: Well, let's start digging our teeth into it then, huh?
0: Yeah. Why don't you start? And us we off?
1: can we can start ripping and roaring and maybe the listeners can draw their own conclusions about the true lines yeah.
0: on your candy flip trip.
1: On oh, my candy flip trip, exactly. All right. After scarfing down some Grunkle Piz, hope you all are ready to hear about the journey of Ken Russell's altered states. Yeah, good yeah, 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 yeah. um. Uh, Ken Russell, who is making his second appearance on the Ooh. Grunkle podcast, after well,
0: wait, did we talk about the devils on the cast?
1: Yeah. Right. Because we wow. definitely. Darf- oh right
0: moisture cloister moisture
1: right? clo- yes when you cloister yeah. you get moisture yeah. yes 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 yes, wow. yes yes we've been doing this for a while eh yeah we hit our year pretty right. about a month ago Yeah, that's crazy. point um but yeah ken russell's second appearance after the devils as uh we have recently alluded to the real ones know what we're talking about um uh and also patty Shaevsky's uh final film um the film concerns nope. a Paddy Chayefsky oh my Who's god that man who is paddy chayefsky oh my gosh he's a big dick writer he's you know known for his satire his one liners his really interesting and like like so societal sociological plots i guess um he was a playwright and a screenwriter oh, okay. who won. Um, he's the only person to win three solo Academy Awards for Best Screenplay. Oh, wow. I think he's also the only person to win for Best Original and Best Adapted. As huh, like a really? single person. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, um. So, yeah, he's like a super epic uh, classic dude. Uh, Network is probably his best. Known oh, OK. Movie. Um, which was somewhat recently it. adapted into a play. Uh, he was really good friends with uh, Bob Fosse, so he's like a big character in Fosse Verdon as well.
0: Well, us in film studies don't give a shit about screenwriters, okay?
1: Oh, yeah, that's give true.
0: Give me that big daddy dick director.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Or well, big, big mommy dick. There is some big, big dick person, directing going on big in Big person movie, penis. But... Uh, well, we can we can break that down after I give uh, a little bit of a plot run. Yeah, give us,
0: give us, give it to us.
1: Yeah. So, Altered States is about uh, Professor Eddie Jessup. Who is uh recently getting into sensory deprivation tanks as a form of study? Uh, he is a professor or a adjunct at Harvard, I think. At the beginning, um, and throughout the film, he like really ping-pongs between a, a bunch of different universities. Uh, Columbia is actually where he's at, and he is uh experimenting with sensory sensory deprivation tanks, um, and. As he is floating in these tanks, he will occasionally hallucinate. And um, he is making a real academic and scientific attempt to, I don't know, posit a thesis about the psychedelic experience to create, you know, a real argument for what is human consciousness extracted from the human body. What is the original self is a big obsession of Eddie's throughout the film. Um, And yeah, throughout the movie, he begins a relationship with um, uh, an anthropology student named Emily. Um, And they have a child together. And there's this like huge time jump after like a half hour into the movie where he says that he's been basically like living married life and like nothing has happened for him. And he's just written a bunch of nothing papers. So he basically like abandons his wife to continue this psychedelic quest again, this time going to Mexico and having uh, a, uh, a like a psychedelic salmon ceremony. Didn't don't know the exact word you would use there, uh, you know, um, but they yeah, he eats like mushroom broth and they mix in his blood and he has a crazy trip and then he kills a lizard. And this whole time, he's, like, hallucinating about God throughout a lot of the movie, too. And, like, religion is a major obsession for this man. Anyway, he gets kicked out of the ceremony, but he's still able to to take a little mushroom soup with him on the way out. And he makes his way back to America. And then he decides to start doing the tanks again, but doing the tanks while he's tripping. And so, when he does the tanks... While he trips, he turns into a primordial monkey. Man. Return to monkey. Yes, return to monkey. Return to grunky. Return to grunky, yeah. He's like, he's the fucking tapir slapping 2001 motherfucker. Mm-mm. That's that's who he turns into. Um, And yeah, and then, you know, he turns into a monkey. And like, he's like trying to tell people that he's like, his his inward psychedelic change that has come from the sensory deprivation and the mushrooms has like resulted in like a physical shift for him as he as his consciousness is returning to a primordial state he is physically returning to a primordial state and then yeah he breaks out of this tank and he like eats a goat at the zoo and then he it's gets funny. taken they call back it a home. goat
0: but i think it looks like a little deer like a little african he... deer or something
1: I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, it but he eats it. He's a feral. Yeah, and he, 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 he
0: goes chomp, t- chomp down on
1: this whole stuff. Yeah. And then he basically he goes back home to his wife and he's like, oh, no one will believe me, but uh, these things are happening to me. And he gets some x rays done and it's like, oh my gosh, it is happening to him. And then there's this one point at the end where it's like she's like begging him basically, like, hey, come back to reality, come back to real life. You have been so deep in your head. Snap you back have
0: to reality. Lost the gravity. Lose exactly. yourself. Exactly.
1: <laughs> mm, yes love it love it love it love it mm, i love so much the the rap music is great
0: yeah m man
1: yes m m by the mars company um anyway uh as she is pleading with him to you know return to reality he is um entering a new altered state and uh, as he begins to you know shift primordially backwards again as he's you know like reverting between his primordial and human form um and he's becoming something even more primordial than a monkey she like reaches out to him and turns into like a lava blast and then he like has to yeah. fight against his like <laughs> turns desire into <laughs> desire to be like pure consciousness and his desire to connect with other people and he's like slamming himself against the wall A super iconic scene that uh south park brilliantly parodies in the episode with the dog whisperer and there's like trying to train eric because none of the nannies will work and he's like maybe i don't have the right to kill my mom and he's like like in this oh my i'm i'm doing it not doing it justice but uh yeah he basically is able to resist the urge to decompose and reaches out to his love Emily and they both return to human state in the movie the movie kind of ends there yeah it's a weird movie it's a weird it's movie. pretty wild
0: oh wow the wow. film's original director was Arthur Penn
1: yeah huh. it, the the film had a had a quite the uh quite the checkered uh
0: yeah i'm seeing that now it's uh
1: yeah a production experience um yeah this film was directed by Ken Russell Uh, After Arthur Penn dropped out, I don't. I could not tell you if I've seen an Arthur Penn movie though.
0: Bonnie and Clyde. Haven't seen that. Oh well. Uh, Little Big Man. That's what the movie's called. The,
1: The Miracle Worker. Have not seen that. That's for sure. Um, but anywho, Ken Russell ended up as the director, and then apparently, like. Ken Russell and Patty Shaevsky were really getting along in the process. Uh, this was a project Patty Shayefsky was like really passionate about. He had developed the idea like almost like, I want to say like five or six mo- years before the uh, movie ended up coming out.
0: Yeah, he like fun. wrote a
1: novel of the treatment to like really flesh everything out. And yeah, it was originally supposed to be, you know, like kind of like a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. mixed with like, modern scientists and speculation and you know like the the kind of um the nothingness that comes out of academia um yeah and there's um so many brilliant lines that are just kind of uh uh, speckled throughout this film and then you know arthur or not arthur uh and russell um well they, yeah they apparently got along really well during rehearsal and then when it's time to start filming Ken Russell was make, doing a lot of things that Paddy wasn't super crazy about and they got beefing and Paddy Shaevsky ended up walking off the set and even taking his name off the movie yeah. after he saw it because he didn't like the way that Ken Russell treated his script but I kind of love it. Well like the that way... the
0: funny thing for me is I for me I loved what ken russell was doing but i was not really uh did not really uh enjoy the script all that much which is the
1: script was treated like almost like it was unholy by ken russell there's so many moments that like somebody is drinking over a a somewhat important line there's so many things that are just like almost like yada yada when they are like crucial points, you know, sure. people are mumbling and screaming and talking over each other. And there's just this, like the way he uses human voices to build tension, I think is brilliant throughout this. And I think it's almost like the contrast of the two things is what like makes the movie. So kind of spectacular for me, because it like has such deep commentary on both, you know, human consciousness on psychedelics, on, the research culture on human relationships on science as a whole I and mean, these things are they're they're like almost thrown away you know what i mean like that the, yeah. these people are like so inside themselves that they are just like spewing without even realizing it
0: yeah for me it's it's a little bit too much uh priority of concept over Anything I could actually sink my teeth into. And to sort of no fault of the film, uh, a lot of this was sort of deeply, deeply soiled for me, and I was very turned off due to the sort of Joe roganification of pretty much every single thing that this movie touches on and like really? psychedelics wow. and deprivation tanks and like this like high concept low. Um, low concreteness bro science kind of vibe yeah. to it, and I uh-huh. like was just very turned away by all of that sort of stuff. And it, it, uh, uh you know, it's like so much of this film is like this, f- like chauvinist, just being like, Oh, dude, if I take psychedelics and go into my depth tank, I'll turn into a monkey, and I'm just like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, all right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe I, mean, Rogan, I um, can
1: I can see that point of view. But I love I, the Ken I, Russell. I guess I flair haven't really paid like, enough attention to Joe Rogan sure. yeah. in general to like have that concern.
0: Um and it's just like I don't know. It it uh, psychedelics are very I uh, and you know, I've I've definitely had my a couple of years ago had my period where I, I might as well have been Mr. Uh, Eddie is his name, right? Yeah. Or Ed. Yeah. where I might as well has been Ed. I mean, I'm, I'm no uh, Columbia grad uh, scientist conducting experiments, but just like, mm-hmm. dude, psychedelics are the key and all, all this and that. And it's just like, I don't know. So it can It can so easily become so just like, unnecessarily heady and reductive and like but i feel
1: like that's also the point of this movie too
0: to like uh, critique that
1: yeah that it is kind of like self fulfilling in that way and then you know like we talked about this about with satire you always like run the risk of becoming what you're critiquing yeah. And so maybe it like fell into a little more of that camp for you
0: yeah but it's wild that it predates a lot of like carpenter and cronenberg yeah, stuff dude. in terms yes. of the body horror yes. um cuz it's like while watching this i was like um this is this came out like before the thing and like scanners Mm -hmm. and like oh yeah all that stuff right because so much of the practical effects here in the body horror and there are scenes where when eddie is sort of um when his physiological state is uh running amok and he is um manifesting this uh monkey psychosis his body is like developing these like lumps that are moving yeah. throughout his oh, arms yeah. and his body and he turns into this like hideous homunculus monkey thing and it's amazing very unsettling uh and
1: all the the psychedelic like the trip yeah sequence it's great in this movie yeah really and even solid. those
0: like on paper are a bit like okay i get it like you throw a bunch of pseudo-religious imagery at me and yada yada but i can't deny that it 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 looks pretty fantastic
1: i think this movie also like really explores the idea of like academia as its own religion and how these people are you know they just like any person who is reckoning with their god they are in this, this deep struggle with their faith and with the other people that occupy, you know, the same realm as them, you know, like a a big, a big piece of friction for Eddie throughout the film is this other scientist who keeps telling him the shit he's doing is ridiculous. But, but the thing is, is that it's happening. And, and I think another big parallel this movie has with religion is that like all of the religious miracles are really just as extreme as a man eating mushrooms and becoming a monkey, you know, that like that, that so many of, I don't know, the, uh, the old Testament stories, right. The, the crazy things that God is capable of, like are, I don't know, they're, they are, they're challenged here. And like you are, you as the viewer are like challenged to, to believe that what's going on is even possible. Because everyone, including a lot of the people in the film, are like, no, this isn't this isn't possible. This right. isn't possible. And I don't know. I, I think that there's there's like so many like silent secret connections in this film that it's like are almost like not entirely explored because the kind of horror and psychedelic and thriller aspects of this movie are prioritize instead but then like part of that like almost makes this movie like even more enticing for me because it is so 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 many little morsels and that it was like almost like ken russell making this direct choice to to that he couldn't alter the script at all because patty shayefsky had like pretty much he was supposed to have creative control over the uh, film is like he had with a lot of his films it was a, a different era of hollywood certainly ken russell couldn't change any of the script, but. It's almost like he had his own workarounds for that, but it's still present within the movie itself. I don't know. It's it's a very strange, complicated, like almost like incomplete kind of movie.
0: Yeah, I think just like all the the Graham Hancocks and the McKenna brothers out there, like hearing them sort of talk about this stuff has has soiled a lot of the conceptual. Yeah, I have like, no
1: me. idea who either of those people are.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of quacks out there that have taken advantage of the sort of psychedelic renaissance happening in, in pop science and pop culture right now. Um Ooh. and there's it's just there's so much of it and it's so saturated. Um
1: psychedelic like, for the homies only, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and it is to no fault of the film at some times, although I don't know. I I, I was pretty mixed on this. There was a lot that I liked, Um, but just script and concept sort of were a bit too much for me at times in terms of, um, in terms of like their, their, the grandeur and sort of great truths that they're positing landing for me as cheap and not all that. um, Satisfying or deep. Or actually reaching any sort of conclusion that I haven't been blasted by already.
1: I think the thing that really resonates with me, something you were just talking about, is the contradiction of this film. Is that there's something about the script that is a little like too self serious. Yeah. There's something about the execution that is mm-hmm. so grandiose and right. over the top that it it just kind of like i don't know that it the way that it doesn't work makes it work even more for me because of the things that this movie really is exploring on the whole which is really just you know life and connections and human relationships and all yeah, those things I... are so deeply rooted in contradiction and and it just seems like it's like almost an accident too that any of it came to be that that both of the the chief creatives in this piece were so so standing for such different things. And because they stood for such different things, we couldn't get either result.
0: Sure. Right. We
1: couldn't, we couldn't get Patty's vision or Ken's vision. Right. Instead we get this like weird chimerical mess of a film that is at the same time, completely thought out and intentional on both of their ends.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's interesting. And like, I, I wish Part of it comes down to me hating the character of Ed and uh, whether it was the script or Russell or both just sort of treating the wife character for contradictions and fuck shots that I didn't really get any of the human uh, side of a narrative that is so... Bent on exploring what it means to be a human and what is consciousness and first thought, mm-hmm. and if I'm hating the protagonist and finding the women's woman's depiction to be uh not up to snuff, then I like what is there for me to get, you know?
1: Yeah, I, that's that's certainly fair.
0: Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I just it comes down to treatment of concept over character. A lot of it for me. Um, because again, I loved a lot of the visuals.
1: Yeah, sick vis for sure.
0: Yeah, beautiful hellscapes and freaky deaky stuff.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of trippy shit.
0: And I I like taking psychedelics. What what can I say?
1: <laughs> Whoa, outed.
0: Yeah, two psychs with know. your great uncle. I, I do.
1: I do think that this character is that he's also like deeply unwell, and that yeah. I think that the film. Makes that clear, and that doesn't justify his actions for mm-hmm. sure. But you know, I think it's something we've yeah talked about before.
0: Sure, yeah, of course. And I think uh, I like performances. I thought were good all around. mm
1: mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, I mean an almond.
0: Ooh, just a single singular almond.
1: Yeah, I just crunched it. Um. But this is definitely a film I
0: would I would revisit. Uh. Yeah. Though, which is why I watch it with to. the homies. Mm-hmm. Get high, yeah. watch it with the homies.
1: Watch it while tripping.
0: Yeah, or the come down or whatever. Could be Trip fun.
1: and then reenact this movie.
0: <laughs> yes. Exactly. I can um. be
1: the I can be the underdeveloped wife character. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just leave you in a sensory deprivation tank for fifteen <laughs> hours and be like, oh, you should love me because I love you for no reason.
0: Right. And then you could have your ass out and your boobs out.
1: Oh, I'm turning it
0: And I could get all sweaty and <laughs> be like, I'm seeing God. Exactly. Yeah. It rips, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to, there's a lot to like, and uh, the, the backstory, which I hadn't known anything about going into it is certainly very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, for sure. And
0: makes me want to watch it again, knowing. Some
1: people are like, yeah, Patty Shayevsky died of heartbreak, bro. Cause he died like two years later. Oh, well. It's, he also uh, like had cancer.
0: So. I I realized that he um, he he's a character in Fossey verdon and I remember watching Fossey verdon with my parents, and my dad being like, "Wow, that guy looks
1: just like Patty
0: Patty Shaevsky, and I was like, yeah, "Who's that?" Then, so and my yeah. dad told me about him, and I have since forgotten, obviously. <laughs>
1: Until now, yeah, it's been awakened within you.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. My primordial essence has been extracted by you, yeah. sucked out of my soul. Yeah.
1: Mm. I feel like the biggest like mythos thing with um, Patty and Bob Fosse was like they're, they had this like funeral deal mm. that if like Bob Fosse died first, Patty Shayefsky would give like a really like long winded eulogy huh. where he would just like talk on and on about like just like a bunch of like just like doing his thing, right? And then if Patty died first, Bob Fosse would tap dance at his funeral. <laughs> really? So there's that scene in Fosse Verdon, yeah, where he tap dances at oh, Patty's
0: yeah, funeral. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's
1: so cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute, kind of fucked, up. <laughs> kind of like them, like being like, oh, we're we're performance people, so even in this ceremony of death, we got to have one last performance, one last wink at each other, you know, on the way All out. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: kind of cute. For, yeah. for all the people for all the people at the funeral. It's like, who the fuck is this dick bag tap dancing at my father's funeral?
1: And they were close friends. So. No, yeah,
0: but for them, it's cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I um, mean, though, I feel like most people would be like, right? Oh, yeah, Bob Fosse. No, the they'd be like, most who the fuck is this loser
0: dick bag? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we love we love Fosse. Oh yeah, um,
1: I feel that all that jazz has to make an appearance on this cast at some point.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll do like a greatest greatest hits of uh, our mm. collective
1: I don't greatest know. grits. Well we greatest already watched Yee, though.
0: Right, right, right. Well that's your greatest hit.
1: We want Yee and Mishima. That's like two of my five.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be a uh, it'd be the joint um the joint almonds or whatever. Mm.
1: The ones where like both like these are these are rippers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even though I Mishima and Yi are both rippers for me, they're just not oh, as for sure. I feel like all that jazz is more of a equal footing in terms of how much we Yeah, for
1: sure, you know. for sure.
0: Um but yeah, something like that. Uh but we've got other movies before we watch all that jazz.
1: Yeah, like what?
0: Like Marie Antoinette.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um Marie Antoinette, written and directed by Sophia Coppola. Everybody's favorite coppola um yep for sure definitely yeah definitely come on now,
1: definitely which other yeah. coppola I it's can't a think of a different one
0: much like malcolm x you know i don't know how much uh well for two reasons i don't know how much plot synopsis i should be doing because a it's about nepo
1: babies about nepo babies for nepo babies
0: oh, okay with the nepo babies i mean nepo yeah, babies with the buzzwords um
1: beppo navy bro i'd be talking about beppo navy for like fucking years now come on just because well, society getting hip doesn't mean that i own not always been on that nepo baby grind bro just because someone maybe
0: just because someone's daddy is one of the most biggest directors of all time doesn't mean that their work is invalidated though
1: no but i mean like i think that i can make a movie better than this if you give me 40 million dollars but that's really for
0: me um but yeah 2006 uh marie antoinette uh, as I was saying, it's sort of hard to get into the plot synopsis of this because on one hand, it is about the life of Marie, Marie Antoinette once she becomes the Dauphine of France. And on the other hand, it's sort of a bourgeois femme malaise hangout film. So th- there's not all that much hard plot. It's more so um Marie Antoinette's life after being carted off to an arranged marriage with Louis the 16th of France, the Dauphin. All right. She's the Dauphine. I think I called her the Dauphin earlier. Oh, yeah, he's the um, Dauphin. Well, yeah, I, I, I must say King.
1: that um, that was like really the perfect descriptor of this film, the bourgeois femme malaise hangout film. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, what, that's, it it's, that's it's what it is. it is. It's Marie Antoinette sort of being carted off to this rigid, antiquated hideously garish patriarchy that is so well so Sophia coppola um was granted unprecedented access to the palace of versailles and 40 million dollars um and so she was able to create this dense dense rich textured world that for me really really perfectly captures the sort of color vomit pop excess of uh 18th century france uh aristocracy and is able to make it um and she makes it in 2006 which is sort of like this pre 2008 collapse um like bling rap is big and it's all about like it's a time of excess and like she's looking back at this other time of pop excess and um, sort of coloring it with this handy coded uh, uh aristocratic bourgeois, like at the same time, like hideousness because of how over the top everything is, but also she is able to reel it back um, and put Marie Antoinette played by Kirsten Dunst in this world that she sort of doesn't belong to. And there are all these people waiting on her and serving her and expecting her to um, produce a son, even though her husband is this sort of uh, Jason Schwartzman ass quirky, uh, impotent uh, man who's always out on the hunt and obsessed with locks and keys. And, She's just placed in this world where she doesn't necessarily belong. And so she does what any other damn person would do and just, you know, soaks up the excess and throws parties and uh, lives her life and uh, fantasizes about men and goes shoe shopping and this is a film that is sort of famous for its anachronisms. I was going into it hoping it was going to be a bit more radical with those than it actually is. Um, it is a period piece that uses uh, mid-aughts, late-90s indie rock. Um, it's got some 80s in there, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Some Florida. new wave kind of, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I thought it was going to be more than just the music and there are some scenes where it is and some uh, speech affects and like ways of talking and uh, like shoe shopping scenes that are definitely um, anachronistic, but not as much as I was expecting because she's it's like this balancing act between um, like very genuine historical realism, especially since they actually filmed at Versailles. And uh, yeah, like playing Apex Twin, and uh, I think there's a shot with Converse in the background. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's 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 very interesting. I I sort of had mixed feelings after finishing it. I'm curious about what you thought, and then I can get into why I was mixed about it.
1: I, I want to chime in about anachronisms real quick, just because like I feel like if they leaned in to that a little bit more and yeah. like, made that a little bit more present, it would have like worked a little better because I personally think that like, if you aren't like calling it out, then it's like hardly doing it at all at all. Because for me, like every single time, like I'm I'm like watching a period piece, but then you play synthesizer music and I just fall out immediately. I just like, I, I really just can't help my eyes rolling when, huh. when that comes up. Like it, it doesn't, it, it it pulls me out of the world entirely. Sure. Um, and I also think that, like, saying Marie Antoinette isn't like entirely of the world is like not entirely true. I mean, like, well, not
0: historically, uh, I guess, well, but even I mean, within it, the film,
1: no, no, no. Historically, she was like she's just like an archduchess from Vienna, like, her. Well, she that's is, what I'm
0: saying. Historically, yeah. she was. But right. I'm she's, saying in the film treatment, she's sort of not. Not right.
1: There's like trying to like present her yeah, more so as an outsider. Yeah. But like, but like still not denying her origin. And like, I don't know. I just, it just feels, it's just a little too much. It's a little eye rolly for me. It's like a little for who, who's this movie for? Like it's fun in like kind of like a candy coated, like art pop. Yeah. Kind of a way, like that you were saying like oh wow this is so fun to snack on and it's like look at this cool montage i made in versailles and like obviously this wins best costume design because it, it's gorgeous you know like it yeah. really is and um i really appreciated like the editing and the pacing of this movie mm-hmm. that like it felt like very frenetic throughout but it just like about what for who why'd you make like i like it does like who who who, who does this movie serve i guess is, right you know, like I don't know, but maybe that's too harsh of a of a of a of a thing to put on to a movie. And I certainly appreciate your um your context of like like comparing it to the time this film came out, like of like, yeah, holding that that candle up to um what's happening in the real world. But I feel like this movie doesn't do that at all. That this movie like doesn't even make commentary about what was happening in the French Revolution. It's like almost right. like Trying to paint Marie Antoinette as kind of this just like passive hapless force who's just fallen, fallen backwards into hedonism and is like, oh, can you blame him? And then Louis Sixteenth right. is just this, this little kid who has All to right. be king and, oh, shucks, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and it's right. just like, I don't know, it just, it just it just is a little too it's just too much it's just excess of everything for me yeah
0: yeah yeah and those are sort of the things that i find interesting about it um like cuz we are so often especially someone like minded as me and you are so uh quick to obviously um cast stones and um you know be absolutely repulsed by monarchy aristocracy and obviously sympathetic to those people of the French Revolution and it's sort of interesting it's almost like um, Visconti-esque and it's like the aristocracy from its point of view as it's collapsing or like right before the collapse but not calling direct immediate attention to that and sort of obviously there's this woman in history that is not necessarily been maligned because maybe she deserves the criticisms that are thrown at her but was a person born as a product of a time and definitely you no know, had was forced to you know live this life that she was and it's interesting to me to see that perspective whether or not i'm totally sympathetic to that point of view is sort of moot because this film almost you know is like well maybe there is something there maybe there is a perspective worth mining maybe there is more than just um I think, I some woman Sophie. who became queen and you know spent france into debt where it's like what what uh what you know with what's expected of her what 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 could we now in 2023 expect of her or in 2006 i should say so it's sort of this like little interesting not necessarily revisionist because i don't i don't think Sophia coppola is being like I don't think it's total wealth porn in the sense that she's like, no, 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 no. See, like the aristocracy is cool. Us wealthy people are cool and like you should be sympathetic. I think it's more a uh, a skewing of the lens to a degree. And like, I don't know, a, just an interesting character given a, a pop girly fun movie.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I do certainly think that Marie Antoinette is definitely like unfairly maligned, especially like within the context of. I don't know, like our under—I mean, I also don't have the best history on the the French Revolution, but I feel like she's almost brought up more than uh the king, who was like, yeah. oh yeah, you know. But it's like I don't know, maybe they they were both at fault, and there's certainly yeah the idea of like, what could we have expected her to do? You know what I mean? And it's like, if you have all these things at your fingertips, can you blame someone for using them? You right. know. And I, but I think like um, I think the modern perspective is yeah kind of a little yeah, bit yeah 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 sure. <laughs> you know like and but but like
0: i think we can say that now about most people now but it's like especially for a woman in late 18th century france like how especially in that case how much can you do i don't know
1: yeah for sure um for sure yeah i just you know like i also found that the movie like wasn't really making anything of like what was going on it was just it was oh very yeah cyclical you know like i'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. i guess they're trying to say her life was that she was just going through these same motions of partying and prancing through the garden and yeah. like half philosophizing and right eating dinner and trying to right. seduce her husband. And I yeah. don't know, like the mo- know. so much of this movie too, is about like her, like trying to get him to bang her. And like, that just got so right. old for me so fast. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I'm defending it a lot here, but I certainly had a lot of the same feelings that you did. And immediately after watching it, it was very mixed. <laughs> like when when the uh, revolutionaries uh, showed up at the palace, I was like, "Get their asses!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about and then the they, uh, they get about the Scott aristocracy. Free.
1: She's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm just saying goodbye."
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she, you know,
1: perfect she, life. She I does end up you.
0: being beheaded.
1: Oh yeah, but, like which is like years later. Yeah. or not more months later months rather. later yeah yeah um, um yeah and i think that like you know the movie you know ends with us knowing that that right he will be beheaded and you know i think like the movie is also like yeah okay you know and like i don't know i feel like um i don't know it's just um so it is it is just such an odd perspective yeah, I think it is. That, it's I a think weird that movie. <laughs> Sofia Coppola could have like unpacked like why she relates to Marie Antoinette, sure. outside of uh... or
0: if she does, even you know, which it seems like she does, yeah, at least I mean, with that... the character that she created. She does,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and it, it, there is sort of that like meta aspect to it, um, if she is sort of relating to this character, and like <laughs> as you said earlier, so eloquently, Nepo Baby talking about a a nepo baby um and you know maybe there was part of sofia coppola that you know was born into this you know film film empire family and you know it was like feeling a sort of like existential um i don't know like what is what is my position what is my life and like What are the expectations of what's been handed to me? Because like Mm -hmm. when you're handed something so immense um, that I can only imagine is
1: yeah you can only imagine it's not very relatable.
0: Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. This it couldn't be less relatable, but in a way that uh, makes you know in a way that's so unrelatable that it's interesting to me to sort of see a perspective of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, you know, um I don't think art from money is automatically invalidated. Uh because like this she she was pretty much just handed Access to Versailles 40 million dollars. Uh had yeah. she how what what had she done before this?
1: Lost in translations. So.
0: Oh, okay. Which okay, so she had earned her stripes for sure, right? Lost I
1: I had I have not seen that yet,
0: actually. Oh really?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I was meaning to, but I got got sick the day I was supposed to go to the screening of oh, it. Oh wow. Yeah, quite unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I love that. I
1: should yeah. also clarify that, yeah, for Nepo babies, like you got nothing against them. You're you born right. is who you are. You can't right. do nothing about it. Um
0: it's just if you pretend to not be is the one yeah that's an if issue. you
1: pretend to not be which i feel like so many people do like ben stiller is a nepo baby do you know that
0: uh no
1: there you go ben stiller nepo baby exactly yeah and, there's and, so many
0: yeah. hidden hidden in exactly the and ether. the thing
1: is is that they take up so much space yeah in, yeah yeah in the arts industry that it really yeah. is just like such a bummer you yeah, know what for i mean sure. it's just so like oh great it's like 75 percent of the spots are already taken up because right You know, yeah no I,
0: that's definitely an issue but
1: that that's that's the world at large you know what i mean right. that's that's just know.
0: how it works in every right yeah. in every single field it's not yeah. just art too you know yeah right look at ceos look at people who get into harvard look at yeah blank look at blank yeah um
1: yeah and the margin becomes smaller and smaller all the yeah. time too
0: and with the last name Coppola, like you can't, you can't she can't hide it, certainly.
1: Yeah. Nick Cage, Nepo baby.
0: Yeah, there you go. See, those fuckers can can hide it because you're like, wait, who's their parent? Because if exactly. their parent's not in the industry or like, well, uh, Nick as Cage big a name... is,
1: I think, like the, the second cousin. Oh, right. He's
0: like... a Coppola, right? Yeah, Coppola. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I forget that he's a Coppola. Exactly, bro. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah.
1: what he wants you to think. Yeah, exactly. Nicholas Little. Kim Coppola is his real name.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. Nicholas oh, well. Kim Coppola. Family, yeah. Coppola. Coppola family Wikipedia page. They got Marie
0: Antoinette. Chock full of like small parts by big actors, or recognizable at least. Uh yeah. Give it a give it a give it a gander if it sounds interesting. I don't know. I liked it. Well liked it more than a I just gander. liked it. Wouldn't say I loved it.
1: But I would also not say I loved it. I didn't. I would also would not really say I liked it.
0: Either. Right. Right. Yeah, That's I definitely good. liked it more than you.
1: Yeah, and I like this movie more than you.
0: No. Yeah, this next about movie, Brigsby be Bear, Brigsby be Bear. Dude, I'll put on a bear suit. I'll i mascot Briggsy Bear. Briggs be bear. The Briggs
1: be bear. You know my my uh, I like alliteration. But I like alliteration less because you can't spoonerize alliteration.
0: Oh, sure. You
1: know? Yeah. Like, what would I say? Rigsby air. That's just getting rid of the bees. Brigsby bear. <laughs> Brigsby bear. 2017 film by Dave McCary, written by McCary and the film's star, Kyle Mooney. Oh, no, it's not written by McCary. It's written by some dude named Kevin Costello, who did the Tom and Jerry movie. I <laughs> came out in 2021 the yeah. one with
0: like Claire, chloe grace yeah wow
1: right. i didn't even know this happened yeah holy shit it looked so bad wait let's watch this please okay no I'm i'll watch funny, it man please. please well i guess that's the okay well so written by kyle mooney and tom and jerry uh directed by dave mccary starring kyle mooney and mark hamill that's right play folks luke skywalker Film's called Brigsby Bear. It's about Kyle Moni, who is this dude named James. And James was kidnapped when he was a baby. And he was taken to this underground slash bomb shelter thing by the people who kidnapped him. Being a uh, kind of like this arts producer dude and a mathematician, a math professor. And uh, he is uh, held hostage without him knowing because he was kidnapped as a baby. So he lives his life in this shelter with his parents, who he thinks is his parents, at least. Um, And um, every day he has to work on math and do his chores and stuff. Loser. Loser. Yeah, exactly. Um, His chief source of joy in life comes from a TV show that comes once a week in the form of a VHS right to their doorstep. And it's called Brigsby Bear. Um, Brigsby Bear is a TV show about a bear named Brigsby who is traveling through space when with uh, with the power of a, uh, Of a certain different number of rocks and amulets and crystals. And he is uh, fighting the chief baddie of the universe, Sun Snatcher. And um, yeah, it's, you know, uh, an episodic kind of uh, anime-esque show, it seems. Um, And uh, all these episodes of Brigsby Bear have these hidden lessons about how you're supposed to live your life and how you always close the trash bins and little reminders about math equations that, you know, you're working on. Because Brigsby is ultimately, you know, a, a show for one. Uh, James is the only person in the world who has seen Brigsby Bear despite his active presence on online forums. Um, soon after the movie begins... Uh James Bubble is burst as the police raid the domicile he is kept captive in, and he is reunited with his original family. They should have just um, shot him. They should have, yeah, should have yeah. just put him down.
0: Should have saved me my misery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Save no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then for the rest of the movie, it's a lot about james readjusting to society um and as it seems that james is like capable of understanding that he you know the situation he was put in because he's like yeah like in his early mid-20s and he was kept captive his entire life um the one thing james isn't really able to let go of is brigsby bear and so james um discovers film with his actual father and then um sets out to make a brigsby bear film and then yeah i don't know like a lot of the movie is just about his attempt to make this film the the people who are like kind of enabling him and holding him back at different stations people who like aren't able to understand like what it is he's going through um, he eventually, towards the end of the film, ends up in a psych ward after creating a bomb and setting it off. Amen. Movie without really understanding, you know, like what a bomb means in a society at large. Um, but then, you know, his family. Breaks him Like, he breaks out of the psych ward and his family decides to change their mind and make the movie and support him, even though, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, is this good for this guy's mental health? (laughs) But then, you know, he makes the movie and it turns out great. It seems to be like a, I don't know, overall freeing experience. And... Yeah, that's Brigsby be Bear, folks. Um, I love this movie. I think I could say Grunkle hated this movie as much as he's capable of hating a movie <laughs> because he just has like such a boner for film in general. Um, but I have no idea why you hate this movie as much, and I'm excited to break it down with you. But yeah. I just wanna wanna sneak in real quick that I just find this movie to be just like I don't know, like peak cringe humor. Mm, and right. like really is like milking like his like coming to terms with what the world is and like him entirely not fitting in just kyle mooney doing yeah his a, kyle mooney thing a
0: continuation of his uh yeah, like youtube characters which uh um, yeah which i've i've always loved to like kyle or no wait what's uh well, that's his actual name so so many of his characters when he was on before he made a big on SNL uh when he was on YouTube sort of oh, right with like Beck come Bennett out in this too, character right? yeah, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And then Beck Bennett like features in this movie like as well. the like
0: badass uh neighbor kind of character uh mm. uh that like Kyle Mooney does I love that I love that I haven't character.
1: seen a ton I've seen like only a handful of his early videos I haven't yeah. seen like uh um you know, all of them. Yeah, I feel like when I first saw this movie, like I didn't really realize that this was like Kyle Mooney like doing his thing. Yeah, for sure. you know what I mean? And that I was like, wow, he's so perfect for this role. But it's like, no, no this is like he made this character to do his thing, kind of right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really love the world that this movie creates, uh, and like just like his just such like deeply absurd obsession with this whole fictional universe. I think that this movie like really explores like the idea of like fandom as well. Mm -hmm. And it like, I don't know, just like putting this movie up against like another movie that came out the same year, Room. You know what I mean? Or was Room earlier than this maybe? I don't know. Room was earlier. Room was 2015. My bad. So it's like, yeah, Bringsby Bear is like like the madcap version of Room almost. And it's just like, I don't know. Something, something about these these domestic dramas that has always got me and yeah. this is just like the screwball version of that
0: oh, you know? right um for me it's sort of the inverse of altered states where it's i i conceptually i i fuck with it a lot like this idea of um uh like the being like just like the the concept of the brigsby bear show itself and like it being like where's the line of morality when it comes to creativity and like um understanding i don't know just like what your passion is and where that comes from and like he was this kid that was kidnapped and he is sort of a victim but at the same time not really and it's like where his passions and his dreams coming from is all very interesting but then an execution it just sort of falls into like a uh like a nauseatingly feel good faux indie quirk core vibe that I just despise.
1: Um tell yeah. me more more about this quirk core. Like what else like falls into that umbrella? Oh good question. Um I think Frank
0: a little bit uh and just like hell yeah
1: fuck that movie bro
0: just like uh so many of the like indie dramedies from the time that just have this like sterile I need, I need you to name drop vapid, i don't know like uh maybe some of wes anderson's work um uh I, I don't know i'm blanking off the top of my head but there's definitely a lot out there um
1: wow. i didn't know you were such a hater bro
0: i am a bit of a hater and this it's just so empty and sterile and going
1: to need you to make a quirk core letterbox yeah I'll after, I'll, I'll
0: after this episode I'll, I'll i'll do some digging and and uh, come up with some stuff um but like it's just i hate looking at this movie and pretty much all the performances i couldn't stand and the script outside of concept i couldn't really stand it just made me sick <laughs>
1: um yeah no, i did they, it i finally did yeah. It. yeah
0: oh god
1: wow i love i love that i finally did it too love that for me
0: um and i i love the uh i love the Briggs. i wish there was more um sequences of the actual brigsby bear show because i like mm. the parts
1: yeah definitely definitely those
0: parts are cool and like yeah. uh creative and like the trying to capture like what the aesthetic of a a VHS A VHS TV.
1: prisoner TV show? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I love that. Come on, give me yeah. more of that. It definitely could have leaned
1: into that a little more. I don't, I don't wanna know. see
0: a uh, fucking bland ass party scene where Kyle Mooney makes Jism in his pants, you know? I don't know. Yeah.
1: I I guess this is like also one of those movies where it's like the movie is like more so a vessel for kyle's performance Then it really is like you know yeah. a piece of like uh cinematic inquiry sure. hmm.
0: and, and even though i love a lot of kyle mooney's character work like in his youtube stuff i couldn't stay i wanted to i wanted to punch this guy <laughs> no this makes like me sound you like can't a can't watch this
1: tv show dude <laughs> yeah. it's not a show <laughs>
0: um Maybe. i couldn't stand him i could not stand him yeah. I just wanted him away from me.
1: I love that for you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I don't I don't love it for me. I and I I've I i do not know. I wanted to like it more than I did.
1: That's the worst.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're like movie be better, please. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um and it like it is it is this very endearing um tale of finding finding one's creative spark and like yeah doing what makes you happy
1: yeah but it's just it's nice it, <laughs> it, it does it
0: to the degree that it just makes me sick
1: yuck Sackling. Sackling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, too Lattery.
1: Much. Lattery.
0: i love the sun blaster character or whatever the sun snatcher yeah, yeah sun is awesome
1: yeah, and I feel like Mark Hamill, I feel like is a does a great performance in this movie. Uh, he is such like a weird character, and it's like also like Mark Hamill has this like storied career as a voice actor.
0: Oh yeah, that scene so where he's doing the voices People don't even know about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's
1: cool. And that it's like that this movie also gets to be like, yeah, a chance for like people to see like Mark Hamill's like voice acting chops. Like, is right. awesome
0: yeah, cause you never actually see it coming out of him
1: mm-hmm. until that scene. And like that like that scene I love so much. and the opening too, the opening of this, this movie, I think is like really some pretty fantastic stuff. And it like does have like I, I totally get what you're saying, like the indie like kind of like, I don't know, cinematography about it, you know, right. it's kind or of, it's like,
0: like indie, but it's not like indie for me should carry like some sort of like in like, I don't know something that's actually not necessarily transgressing, but I don't know at least doing something. But I that think it's...
1: this is kind of an indie movie. You know what I mean? Like these were people. Like this was in twenty seventeen is before. Like they yeah, but it's like that that stride. fake
0: kind of indie where it's like it's the indie aesthetic, but it's just like looks and feels like any other. It just feels copy paste to me. I don't know, mm. and just like boring, boring visually. And stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh wait. Grunkle. Orally. Huh? Did you Grunky. watch this movie alone? I did. Oh, it's a comedy, Grunkle. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, For those that don't that's, know, that's that's I, it. Uh,
0: inca- I'm incapable of laughing when I'm alone. I'm I'm I can find things funny when I'm alone, but we took him to the laughing. doctor and like still got <laughs> no idea what the deal yeah, is. They said I was a repressed freak. No. Yeah. They, i don't know story. i feel like
1: you're you watch fucking like whatever them like inhuman corpus callia whatever the oh fuck.
0: yeah
1: and you're like <laughs> cackling cackling <laughs> yeah funny. i mean but i guess that's not exactly laugh yeah i think if you watch this movie with me i would have made you like it more
0: yeah, just maybe, yeah, and just like watching something that s- somebody loves with that person, I would definitely yeah. be less cynical because <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah I, 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 felt very cynical while, while watching this movie, but I, th- I felt justified in it.
1: Justified in your, in your cynicism, yeah,
0: and it's like you know, I'm, I'm, I can be a sucker for like, uh, overwrought, overt, uh tear jerking or whatever, but
1: mm, you like jerking?
0: I do, but nice. The, uh that's not what I was that's what not what I meant by tear jerking, okay?
1: Oh. Um I misunderstood.
0: No, it's okay. It happens. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Brigsby be Bear. Rigsby be bear. bear. I be bear. I would be fine never watching this movie again, but I would watch it with you
1: i Nobody mean i feel is. like i'm i'm chilling on this movie for a bit yeah. for sure yeah i don't know i feel like um for now i'm gonna keep my 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 five-star rating on it but of course i feel like the, the charm may fade or maybe this will be like the uh or maybe it'll the grow. enduring whole the yeah. piece of that of the era you know yeah because i do just like relish in this like awkward comedy and it's just so fucking funny at a certain point like i just cannot help but like like laughing my fucking ass off <laughs> do you laugh
0: alone when you're alone
1: oh definitely
0: i think most people do right
1: yes that's I weird think so.
0: i can't imagine
1: you can't can can't, can't. I need to perform, but I think this is funny for the person I am with
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you may, I'm, sounds like I'm a psychopath um,
1: <laughs>
0: and it's funny because like laughing comes naturally to me when I'm with other people I don't feel like I'm putting it on oh sure 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 <laughs> I hope um, yeah geez that would be that would be alarming
1: yeah oh
0: my gosh I hope now. Now people are like, I don't know if I want to listen to this Grunkle cast anymore. Like, yeah,
1: who's this guy? Huh?
0: That Grunkle, a doesn't laugh alone. B, defends colonialism. C, mm-hmm. you know,
1: drinks piss.
0: Yeah, loves fascism. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like. I don't like colonialism or fascism.
1: Yeah, we should probably end the episode before you indict yourself too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh? Next week we're watching Lenny Riefenstahl's Triumph of the Will. Um, oh no no.
1: That one went over my head.
0: Oh, Uh Nazi propaganda film.
1: Oh, see, <laughs> like I can't name drop those. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, next week we have our second guest. Whoa. Whoa. Secret. It's not a secret. Yes, it is. Who's I... it a secret from? Who are we keeping a secret from? I don't
0: the know. listeners. Yeah, it's a famous person.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Well, you still haven't told me who the guest is. You're like, I'm gonna have a guest. I'm gonna have the guest nephew, but you can't know. You can't know who the guest is. I told cause... you. You just. Don't oh, know you didn't. You said it's gonna be a super secret celebrity.
0: Oh right, super. Yes, yeah, super secret celebrity. No, it's my uh, my friend Sophie will be joining us. So point 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 point. Yeah,
1: we need a soundboard, the guest soundboard for the airhorn. Yeah, hornet. please. That'd
0: oh my god. I wonder who our first celebrity guest will be. You know.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Sophia Coppola. That'd be cool if we could get Sophia Coppola. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. who the Sophia. That's who the sophie is. It's Sophia. Oh, Coppola. there
1: you go. There you go. <laughs> I feel like Sophia Coppola, like, probably wouldn't want to be on the podcast if she listened to this episode.
0: No, she well, she would she would fuck with me at least I hope.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so.
0: Then she'd be like that nephew. Until, that nephew. until she, until she, until cool she hears
1: your your views on colonizing, you know. Until she <laughs> right. goes she back might to, like, the, she to the might New World like that kind of episode. Oh, okay, okay, grandpa. Okay.
0: She's a nepo. She comes from money. Money likes colonizing.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, on the next episode with. Hmm. Sophie and Grunkle will be watching Steven Spielberg's Artificial Intelligence. Oh, two Steven Spielberg movies on the Grunkles Movie Month podcast. Uh, hopefully the last Steven Spielberg movie on a Grunkles Movie Month. Podcast. Ready Player uh, One. Two weeks from now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, apparently Grunkle says the Spielberg stands say this is the the best of the
0: even the even the, the best the of the birds.
1: The, the film best stands. of the birds. The film stance say this yeah. is the best of the birds. Which is the but... important
0: distinction. Because I, I don't trust the Spielberg stand. Best
1: you know? of the birds, baby.
0: Best of the birds, baby.
1: We'll be watching Masa- uh, Masaki Yuasa's debut, Mind Game. Uh, the Japanese animator who brought you Tatami Galaxy, Devilman Crybaby, and the Night is oh, yeah. Short Walk-On Girl. Yeah. All those things are fucking critically acclaimed anime masterpieces. So, kind of expecting that, maybe too high of a bar, but uh, you, you have know, not
0: seen this. Mind? Game. I have
1: not seen Mind Game, but it has a four point one average rating over. Let's see, like thirty k viewers on Letterbox. So that's not a ton of viewership, but still, it's a high high average.
0: Yeah, that's a good amount of folk.
1: Yeah, and you know, here in Crinkle's Movie Month, we we bow to popular opinion. Yes. Yes. So, this movie will be good. Next week we're going to tell you why it's good. Um, and finally, we'll be watching Josie and the Pussycats 2001 Pop Camp Extravaganza.
0: Yeah, that'll that'll be a fun week. I think. It will be a
1: fun week. I think next week. This is the real week where we got three movies that have fucking nothing to do with each other. Right, But maybe Mind <laughs> Gaming. and... Say that! And then there's a through line! Oh my gosh!
0: Right. Hopefully Mind Gaming and-, and Josie will both be sort of maximalist bangers, you know?
1: Yeah, well, is that what AI is?
0: No, I think AI is a bit more... Uh, a bit more meditative.
1: Oh, Steven Spielberg? Meditative?
0: I think so. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Jaws is pretty zen, dude.
1: Jaws zen.
0: Namaste. I candy flipped and watched Ready Player One and fucking shit. I wonder what mm. the what's the worst Spielberg movie? Candy
1: flipped, Ready Player One, shit your pants.
0: Yeah. Um, what's the worst Steven
1: Spielberg movie? The worst Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Like what that is means just... I'd have to watch all of them.
0: I did not like his West Side Story. I'll tell you that.
1: But na na na, um, hmm. na Copyright strike.
0: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or copyright strike.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: The BFG. I don't know.
1: BFG. Big fucking gazongas.
0: No big, f- big, f-
1: big fucking gazongas. No
0: gronkle. Something with gronkle.
1: Oh. Ugh.
0: Big fascist Grunkle.
1: Big fascist Grunkle, there you go. There you go. Ugh. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, we already said goodbye. Don't keep that in
0: Oh, there. enjoy your almonds.
1: Uh-huh.